It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And coming to you from our studios at City National Arena. The minutes can't tick off the clock quick enough getting ready for Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final between the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. You're saddled with Dave Gosher and Ashley Weiss here for this version of the show. Ashley, this is um, Stanley Cup Final editions of this uh this is this is pretty cool stuff to say the least it is pretty cool stuff game one was unbelievable the fortress was rocking to say the least but marshmallow i'm sure dave you're a big marshmallow (laughs) fan i'm sure you could name many marshmallow songs i like a marshmallow yep yep he was outside uh t-mobile arena on toshiba plaza getting the crowd going everything was amped up you know we talk a lot about the opens at the in-game entertainment crew puts on uh, normal games throughout the playoffs whatever it may be this one genuinely blew me away it's been really fun to see the reaction on twitter uh both from the vgk fans uh the neutral fans who appreciate it and you know the fans who always have something to say about vegas doing too much but this is this is vegas dave that's what we like great stuff yeah marshmallow out uh, on the plaza (laughs) out at toshiba plaza then you had the if you look close you can see dave there just i'm I'm not and those (laughs) yeah i should have been there those of you watching on twitter twitch youtube and facebook uh we're showing that right now uh, the marshmallow situation before the game the other night. How about the Michael Buffer fella? How about that? House? Let's get ready yeah, to rumble. If that doesn't get the crowd going, I don't know what will other than other than a game one win. So yeah, uh, it awesome. might be a Monday, but I'm expecting a similar crowd tonight. Yeah, I would hope so, right? And um, game two, uh, ready for 5 o'clock, a little after 5 o'clock here local time today. And, of course, uh, Dan and Gary will have the call right here on uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, lots to get to. Aiden Hill's. Uh, unbelievable save the other night. The Golden Knights able to break through their depth offense uh, comes through once again uh, in game number one. But um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, Ashley, was it seemed like it took the Golden Knights a little bit to get going the other night. You know, it it felt like Bruce Cassidy even said after the game that it's good to win when you're not at your your best. Um, And I guess coming off the dismantling of Dallas in game six, as much as you'd say, okay, that's the blueprint, it's going to be hard to replicate that night tonight. But, you know, we were watching it, and I felt like once Marcia so scored to tie the game, then they then they got going. How was it from your lofty seat in the press box? Yeah, I agree with that. I, w- I was way up high. Uh, Dave was enjoying himself in a suite uh, I was during the game. Yep. <laughs> uh, but no, same thing. I mean, I think some people expected Florida to maybe be the team on their heels just given the 10-day break. Uh, they actually seem to come out with a lot of energy. But you mentioned Vegas getting to their game. That's something we've seen them do all season long. It feels like throughout the broadcast in the regular season, we always had some fancy graphic cooked up about all of the comeback wins. And Dave, this is also they have nine comeback wins this postseason as well. Uh, the most in a single postseason is 10. The Pittsburgh Penguins did it in 2009. The Colorado Avalanche did it uh, in 2022. So uh, that tells you something. This is a team that, you know, they obviously want their starts to be better. That's yeah. something that we hear on a consistent basis. But they certainly seem to find a way and they definitely seem to get their legs under them once they got a little bit of juice. No surprise it came from an original misfit. That's another theme that we've seen throughout yeah. these playoffs is Jonathan Marcia So and William Carlson, especially just really driving the bus. You know, and you think about it too, Ashley. You mentioned the the their numbers in comeback games. We saw that all regular season. Their numbers in the third period, same thing. So yep. it's you know for a team that you know those words find a way. They always seem to be able to do that one way or another. Um, the other night it was more Marcia So scores on the power play. Uh, 
you know, we can get into the Shea Theodore's goal. Um, <laughs> you know, I chatted with him for VGK Today, which aired this morning yeah. on our uh, social media. And because I, I remember talking with Jack Eichel. Jack went through a stretch earlier this year where it had been a significant stretch of time where he hadn't scored. And I, I just felt like human nature being what it is that, God, that's got to just be just grind you to death. Yeah. And he said, yeah. He goes, if you're – Look, if you're paid to score and you're expected to score and you're not scoring, it's it's tough. And he said you carry it with you home, you carry it with you if you're out at the market, you carry it with you, you know, you don't sleep as well. So that was kind of went where I went with Shea yesterday morning, and he said, oh, yeah. He said there's no question about it. And then he said after the interview, he said he felt like everything had been just a little bit off. So I do wonder, for a, it's important for guys like him to score. Yeah. Jack Eichel to score, Jonathan Marshall to score. I know Shea's a defenseman, and first and foremost, defending is at the, the top of the list. But I wonder now, you know, his ability to, to shake Leclerc, shake, uh, John Leclerc or Anthony Duclair yeah. twice. John Leclerc's <laughs> not playing anymore. Uh, I say John Leclerc because before I left the house, NHL Network had on game three of the 93 Stanley Cup final. And John LeClaire scored in overtime to beat the Kings. So See, there you it's go. It's relevant. It's relevant. It you is relevant. He's not completely off It is rocker. relevant. <laughs> but his ability to lose Duclair yep. and beat uh, Bobrovsky, there's not a lot of guys nope. that can do that. And that's the thing. Not only to score, but to score in that way, right? To dangle a guy like yeah. that, to have that kind of beauty of a goal. And you, know, you kind of touched on it, how you, you talked about how that can wear on a guy. Shea, you've covered him uh, since year one. He's a guy, he wears the frustration on his face and his body language, but he also wears the relief uh, on his face and in, uh, in his body language as well. So, uh, you know, in your time covering, how much do you expect, covering him, how much do you expect uh, this to make a difference and this to give him the confidence through the rest of the series? Yeah, I think usually it does, Ashley, for him. We always talk about um, it always comes down to his legs and getting yeah. moving, you know, and, and Shane and I will uh, be watching because there's really not much for us to do. Yeah. And, uh, We'll be like, all right, go, 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 get your feet, go, go. Because he can, you know, we we always joke he can be the one-man breakout. He doesn't yeah. need – I mean, he's he's probably the best they have or one of the best at, at getting – at transporting the puck up the ice. But he can take care of that all by himself. So I do think and I do expect or hope that that ability yeah. – <laughs> I've noticed that I too. never know which cameras are. Our cameras are. are a little off. <laughs> yeah, hi, how are you? We're on a we're on the we're kind of, it's a radio yeah. show on television, so I'm like, which camera? Well, I don't know. I'll just let this kind of look down. Um, I do expect that to kind of be a springboard for him. Um, well, it's something uh, Kelly McCrimmon said to you when you talked to him during the Dallas series. Was that's one of the beauties of this team is that there's a lot yeah. of guys who could be the hero, but no one has to be the hero. So uh, it's got to be good for him that he gets a little pressure taken off of himself just by the fact that you know you had Zach Whitecloud score a goal too. Yeah. So you may not get uh, a defensive goal from Shea Theodore every night, but you have guys like Zach Whitecloud who at any given moment might bust through in that way as well. And that's the thing with this team, right? You never know where the goals are going to come from. You get two from defensemen the other night. It's it's funny you mentioned Jonathan Marsh. You saw one of the misfits, and he's a guy I think that. He just seems to be there in the big moments. Hat trick against Edmonton, yeah. right? He just seems to – and he'd be the first, to, I think, to admit he can be a streaky scorer. I mean, a lot of scorers are are fairly streaky. But what's he up to? Is it 10 now in the playoffs? Yep. Um, but he just seems to – and somebody was asking Shane and I after the game about the whole Florida thing, and I, I don't know. That's a long time ago. You know, for him and Riley Smith, it, it might still be somewhere in the back of their psyche. But I think – 
he takes, and the, the Misfits especially, takes so much pride that they have been there for all six years yeah. and been a part of this whole this whole experience. But it's amazing these guys that in, in the big moments just seem to have a knack. You know, I was telling the story the other day, Ashley, and it was it was a sad tale, but Game 7, San Jose 2019, the whole, the whole debacle. Yep. It always gets, I think, gets lost in the shuffle sometimes that the Golden Knights tied that game with under a minute left. And it was Marcia Sol that tied the game. Yeah, he has a knack for coming up for big overtime. moments. Yeah, yeah, he has a knack for it. And the beauty of it is that there's no one who fans like to see come up with the big moments more yeah. either. So yeah. uh, it works on both sides. And he kind of, you know, still has the chip on his shoulder. I think Bruce Cassidy summed it up really well in his press conference right before game one, just two hours before game one. I, I Five or six times in that one press conference, Bruce Cassidy used the phrase unfinished business, and Jonathan Marcheseau has really, really worn that all over. Even after they won the conference final in Dallas, uh, he was over there like lifting weights. And I was like, you're not done yet? You can't go home? You can't like go back to the hotel and celebrate for a second? He was like, job's not done. So yeah. you know, I think that's, that's a good example, but certainly a guy you like to keep see. Uh, come up in these big moments. You mentioned 10 goals for him, 10 goals for William Carlson. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fourth line being what it is with William Carrier on it, no coincidence as well. And, you know, so Shea Theodore breaking through last game. It has the fingerprints of the original Misfits all over it. The other thing that stuck out to me about Marcia so after the sixth game in Dallas is we were fortunate enough we were there and yeah. in the locker room and just uh, kind of taking it all in a little bit was Marcia so was asked about going back to the final. And he said, it's great to be back because we lost in 18. You know, and that's that's something that these guys have been asked about a lot over the last day or so, mm-hmm. especially the guys who were here. And Shea Theodore said this to me in the in VGK today, and Marcia so I think kind of echoed that. That team that year was on such such a magical ride. I think they both said, not verbatim, but paraphrasing, "Yeah, we thought it was going to be easy. We thought yeah. we thought we were going to win." Yeah. And I can't imagine the experience you take from that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, being here for that, they won game one. James Neal scored in the second game to put them up one to nothing. And even then I thought of it, thought they, they could actually do this. Yeah. But then, obviously, that didn't happen. Um, this time around, and I, I did a little thing on uh, with the, the fine folks at NHL Network yesterday, and they, they said, what's the difference? And I said, look, if, if this doesn't work out this year, this will be a big disappointment. You yeah. know, I know it's two cup final appearances in six years, but – this team is built to win right now. Yeah. This isn't about we're planning this for 2027. This is right now in 2023. Now, the Panthers are going to have something to say about that. Um, I was I was interested in Paul Maurice's comments when he just he used a everybody swear word. Breathe. He used a swear <laughs> word and said, everybody blanking breathe. Yeah. But I get that. You know, and, and if you're on that side of it, they I don't think they were thrilled with their game the other night either. Um Lost game one of the Boston series, down 3-1 to one to the Bruins in that first-round series, and we know what they did from there. What was it, win uh, 11 of 12 after yeah. being down 3-1, to one, eight in a row on the road until game one the other night. So uh, I just – that's kind of, as much as, you know, it's great that they won game one, it's a long way to go. That's it's a long, long way to go. Yeah, it's something that I think has been a, a big positive thing with this team. Though you talk about how in 2018, maybe they were a little too high. Maybe they bought into the Cinderella story a little bit too much. There have been times with this current team where I have felt like they are treating this so much like 
normal that it's almost scary. Like yeah. it almost, I mean, there's definitely been the really light moments where, you know, you could tell on practice days, they're playing soccer, they're doing stuff, having fun, they're loose, uh, honestly having the time of their life. You can tell uh, that they all really are best friends in that room. But on the same token, um, there's not a overwhelming sense of, I can't believe we're here. Uh, the excitement, they, like they seem to be just be doing the same things we've seen them do all season long and uh, have the same cadence about them. You talk to Aiden Hill after a game and it's like, dude, you just played the Stanley Cup final. You would have never thought, you know, know three right? months ago when you were injured and there were, you know, three goalies in front of you, you never would have thought whatever it might be. So um, I think that's definitely a big benefit of this group uh, that maybe wasn't there. You were there in, you know, 2018. Yeah. So maybe, you know, better. Uh, but they aren't getting too high. So uh, this year, it's, it's kind of Florida writing that Cinderella story right now. It's certainly nothing close to what the Golden Knights did in year year one. Um, but just given their, you know, barely squeaking into the postseason sure. and then being here. So the Golden Knights have to take advantage of that. They have to take advantage of the fact that they are right now the calm, cool, and collected team. Maturity is what the word, I think, yeah. you know, with the Golden Knights. I mean, that team that first year, um, you know, they, they had kind of leadership by committee. Um, you know, this this year, look, it's, it's obvious, Stone and Petrangelo and Martinez and Smith and, you know, the misfits that have been here. Um, but I also think on that team in year one, outside of Fleury, I think I'm right in saying this, I don't know if they had anyone else on that roster that had been in a final or right. certainly had won it outside of Fleury. This group, it's a different situation now, you know, where they, they've got, what is it, six players that have won it. Yeah. Um, they've got two players of that group that are not playing Right, and Phil Kessel and Jonathan Quick. Um, so different feel to it, you know, different feel to this group. When I was watching the other night, I wondered, like, the Florida Panthers haven't been here in 27 years yeah. into, into a final. And I wondered, like, it, and the Capitals hadn't, you know, back to 2018, I, you know, I was saying they were the best team not to win it until they won it, you know, and that was kind of the knock that they would have great regular seasons and then would fall short. Um you know, Tampa had won it. The Hawks had their run. Kings had won a couple. Capitals finally break. Pittsburgh obviously went back-to-back. Capitals finally break through. I, I do wonder a little bit if, you know, are the Golden Knights this year's version of that Capitals team in 2018 that they've been building this to win? They have been building it to win. And, they've, and are the Panthers the Golden Knights of 2018? That they haven't been here in a well, I mean, the Golden Knights have never been, obviously. Right. You know, and it's been a long, yeah. long time. I don't know. I don't know if that'll show through here over the next 10 to 12 days. But I did kind of think about that the other night. So yeah. we'll find out. But it was a heck of a of a game one win for the Golden Knights. Um, we're going to step aside. We had still lots to get to. How about the Aiden Hill save? How about it? That's not casual. Bad. Not, not, not much bad. to say about that yep. one. Uh, save heard around the world. Speaking of 2018, yeah. we'll get to that comparison. Oh, my goodness. Too, huh? uh, yeah. <laughs> I liked the one the other night a lot more than the other one yeah, in game as, two of 2018. Yep, as did so. all of Las Vegas. Oh, uh Dave Gosher, Ashley Vice, with you here on Nighttime at Noon, getting ready for Game 2 Stanley Cup Final. Golden Knights and Panthers later today, late afternoon at T-Mobile Arena. Reminder for you fans, the Golden Knights have made their return, obviously, back to the Stanley Cup playoffs and into the Stanley Cup Final. Make sure you stay up to date by tuning in to the all-new VGK Today podcast. Each episode of VGK Today will be hosted by Golden Knights broadcasters. It will consist of recaps, previews, interviews throughout the entirety of the team's journey throughout the 2023 postseason. New episodes available every morning. So listen to start your day. You can catch VGK Today by visiting your favorite podcast outlet. Said we will uh, talk about the Aiden Hill save. Talk about Sergei Bobrovsky, kind of the goaltending matchup in this series. 
and uh, lots more. That's after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Dave Gosher along with Ashley Vice as we get set for game number two of the Stanley Cup Final at T-Mobile Arena later on tonight. Golden Knights leading the Florida Panthers one game to none in the Cup Final. Of course, uh, reminder for you, if you want to catch the Golden Knights and grab a bite at the same time, be sure to stop by McKenzie River Pizza Grill and Pub and eat like a Golden Knight. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Fans can dine in and catch their favorite games right by the rink. Call 702-916-2999 or visit McKenzieRiverPizza.com to learn more. The attention of the hockey world is on Vegas and Fort Lauderdale. Well, Sunrise, Florida, but you know what I'm saying. Pretty cool, Ashley, I think that. So you got the two, four teams that were in the conference final. Mm-hmm. All warm weather states, yep. right? Carolina, Florida, Texas, Dallas, and and, and Vegas. Um, Gary Bettman was in town to do his media conference before game one the other day, and I think we're going to have a chance to catch up with them a little bit at the rink uh, before game two uh, later on today. But it's pretty awesome when you think about it. No, you know, no disrespect to any other markets anywhere else, but you're going to have a, a first-time Stanley Cup champ this year. You've got the Golden Knights that have just been on this incredible run for six years. And you've got the Panthers who, you know, win the President's Trophy last year. They kind of stumble through most of the regular season, but they, they find, you know, speaking of find a way, they get yeah. in the playoffs. Um and I think certainly for the fans of South Florida, nice to have. I always think you have to give fans a reason to care. A reason to care is you have to win, or you have to give your fan base at least the thought that you might that have you the might, chance yeah. to win, right? And there have been a lot of lean years down there uh, for the Panthers. And then you look across the state, you see what Tampa Bay has been able to do and, and build just a, a phenomenal organization over there. So just, uh, but I think great stuff that, you know, obviously we obviously we want this to work out a certain way, but be a great atmosphere here again tonight and then i'm be great to see what it's going to be like going to fort lauderdale for games three yeah it'll it'll be interesting for sure it's yeah. uh great for the game as you're talking about what yeah. people want to call non-traditional hockey markets uh, we're definitely seeing how much it's grown in vegas i've been blown away in just a couple of years that i've been here you've seen it grow from the ground up especially thanks to our good friend and fellow broadcaster darren elliott and the work yes. that he, yep. and he and his crew do but fort lauderdale will be a fun time i was talking to darren millard about it uh on the media day stream that we did Mm. and uh, for media especially i think these are definitely two of the top destinations (laughs) that the national media outlets and everyone they're like oh okay darn we have to go to vegas and we have to go to fort lauderdale what a bummer this everything (laughs) sucks i'm curious to see mallard when we were there in march right that was that five game trip yep where the golden knights their only loss was that game that was the game aiden hill Mm -hmm. got hurt right that was the game he got hurt and played well but then was out for a while um I remember, you know, you and Darren do uh, a lot of work, a lot more than others on nightlife. And I'm out, you know, so, you know, truth be told, we've, we're lucky. We were able to stay across the street from yeah. the beach. It's, we're very, and very, it's not a bad setup. Right. We're very, we're very fortunate. And uh, so I go across there and I've got my book and my sunblock and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to try and relax for a couple hours. And I look over to the shoreline and who's in a full suit. <laughs> Tie, and a bucket hat. <laughs> bucket hat, a Gilligan hat, pocket square, Darren Millard. 
And I'm like, what's wrong with you? But, and I, we don't have enough time to get into all the things that was wrong with Darren. But he was shooting something for nightlife. Yep. Uh, and then I think at that point, maybe he was shooting like uh, something for the game. For the game open. The game to surprise you and Shane, yeah, who I'm yep, sure it, were very excited to see that whole situation. We were wondering if he could make it back from the beach in time for the game. But, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be phenomenal, too. So stay tuned to yeah. all of the Vegas Golden Knights digital channels. You might yeah. see more of the Darren Millard. Lord knows what Mallard's going to do on the beach. So we mentioned, Ashley, this Aiden Hill save early in the second period the other night. So tie game, as we know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to just – we're going to play this. The NHL did a nice job, and the Golden Knights retweeted this. They're calling this the Aiden Hill save heard around the world. Here's how it sounded like in multiple languages. The other. So there you go. That was Aiden Hill the other night in a variety of languages. I only stood, only understood barely one, the English one. But that save is, you know, you mentioned the Holtby thing the other yeah. in game two of 2018. Certainly, no, it's first thing any of us thought of. The other save I thought of was, and it wasn't certainly a save of this magnitude and with this importance, but the Marc-Andre Fleury Superman yeah. save he made against uh, Ilya Mikheyev of Toronto uh, 2019, I think. They made a poster out of it. I would think if this works out well, they would make a poster out of this situation. One would think. I'm going to be honest. You talked about how I was watching it from way up top in the press box. I was watching it all unfold, and I was like, how did that not go in? Did we catch a break there? Did, yeah. What did it hit? And then they show the replay on Nitron, the video board, and I was blown away. I was like, I cannot believe. I felt dumb for not even really. But he was so far, you know, it, the, that kind of desperation save. We've seen a lot of desperation saves out of him this playoffs. We, we've talked about a lot of them. A lot of them have blown us away. That's, that's got to go down of the, the save of the year. Oh, I yeah, mean, no question, no, right? No question, uh, not just for the Vegas Golden Knights, but the entire National Hockey League. Unbelievable stuff. We listened to that in a bunch of different languages. I have a feeling there were some some words probably said by some people watching that we couldn't repeat yeah. on a family-friendly show like this, but absolutely blown away. And, again, you talk to him after, and he's like, oh, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no big deal. Nothing I just, to see here. Just thought I'd, get my, thought I'd get my stick on it. No big deal. The other thing is I, I, you know, I'm watching it here on the laptops yeah. is, you know, if your cousin – look, and it happens so quick, right? I think Cousins figured it was an easy tap in. Yeah. If he lifts it, it's in. Um, the other thing is Hill makes the initial save, and then the puck is still there in the crease. Cousins is, is there, too, and Alex Petrangelo yep. gets his stick in there. So great on Petrangelo to, to stop like he didn't Break go by the net. As I look at it, he certainly could have gone by, but he stops at the post, puts his stick in the way of Cousins' stick, and kind of deflects it away um, from Vegas' net. So, you know, there are always these moments, I think, Ashley, in the playoffs where when it's all over, you look back at, right, and, just these these magical moments in games. And certainly they're more magical if your team ends up winning. I mean, right. the, the, the Capitals would would look back at, at what Holtby did um, all those years ago, and that was a defining moment in their championship run. It would be phenomenal if this was a defining moment 
in a Golden Knights championship run. We'll see if that turns out to be the case. But what a stop by Aiden Hill the other night. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, goalie Bob. Um, what did you think the other night from what you saw from Bobrovsky, who has wasn't in their net to start the playoffs yeah. and has been a integral part of them moving on to the cup final. Yeah, I had certainly been in the conversation, uh, the Conn Smythe discussion on the Florida Panthers side. Um, you know, the Golden Knights had some good, like the Jonathan Marcheseau goal would be hard for any anyone mm-hmm. to stop that uh, Shea Theodore save situation. Um, I think that the Golden Knights did a good job making it difficult on him. You know, Mark Stone finally scores, but that, that was his fourth or fifth chance from right there in the yep. slot for Mark Stone. So, you know, you think that... Uh, you know, you think one of those is going to go in for a player of his caliber initially. You know, I'm always the first to admit that I am not the, the Darren Millard or Darren Elliott here. I'm not the goalie expert. So Millard doesn't know what he's talking about. Press <laughs> Millard's on. the e-bug expert. He's there, he's there to, to, to give the, he's the guys there to, some confidence. Yeah, boost the shooter's confidence. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious, Dave, I'm curious your thoughts on Bobrovsky because it seems like uh, the Panthers fan base seems like he was not himself. Yeah, I, look, I, I think that if you're him um, – I'm with you. The Marsh is so goal, not much you can do about bang, bang, play. Great yep. pass by Stevenson. The stone goal, uh, you know. That's it out of it. That's, that's what he does. That's what he yeah. does. And a good non-call on the high stick. I mean, it was. Yeah. It looked good in, in real time. And then um, I, I think if the, there's a book on Bobrovsky, it's, you got to go upstairs. He's so good low. He's so good yeah. laterally. Um, and Bruce Cassidy pointed out yesterday, one of those Bruce Cassidy things where he's uh, – so honest and it's so great for us yep. but he was admitting like you know sometimes you can get him to crouch a little bit oh, yeah. and that's when you go upstairs so yeah. you know he yeah. uh Bobrovsky you know I, Bruce Cassidy doesn't feel like that's going to hurt his game plan they'll still do the same thing and I do think on so the other you know the, the Smith empty netter but the, the you know if you look at it the Theodore goal and the weight cloud goal they were wrist shots from distance yeah. so I think traffic on both probably you know Bobrovsky wasn't able to see through but I think from the Golden Knights standpoint, and, and we'll get into this in the next segment, you don't know where the goals are going to come from. Yeah. And as we talked about, it happened again the other night. Um, we're going to hear from Bruce Cassidy, their ability to score, their depth scoring throughout the regular season, throughout the playoffs. So uh, we will get to all of that here on uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas on a K-10 Stanley Cup final version. Dave and Ashley, lots more coming up in a moment. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Closing in, what are we, four and a half hours away from game number two, Stanley Cup final, Golden Knights and Florida Panthers. You can hear the action right here on the radio, 98.9 FM with Dan and Gary. And uh, Ryan, they got the po- the pregame. Ryan Wallace, all they get all sorts of uh, fancy things going on. I'll be on there. Are you going to do There's the pregame? There's a little plug. I'll be doing okay. a pregame hit. Ashley. And Dave did VGK today. I almost right. chimed in there earlier. So That's get right. that where you find all of your podcasts. That's right. Tune in. You can see <laughs> on the uh, our visual medium of whatever we have here. Toshiba Plaza, of course, opens up 2 o'clock this afternoon. Get down there early. Doors to the rink at uh, the Fortress, 3.30. Nighttime at 4.30. And then game time a little after 5 o'clock Pacific time. Of course, our friends at TNT have the television call. But uh, when I hear a local call, listen to Dan and Gary on the radio. Um and then we should tell you, of course, this scene will uh, the scene will shift to Florida, 
Game three, they always give you the extra travel day in the playoffs, especially when you're flying cross-country. So the team will head out tomorrow, practice in Florida Wednesday. Game three coming up Thursday in Florida. You can cheer on the Golden Knights on Thursday at Circa Stadium Swim. Doors open at 2 o'clock. That's our watch party for game three. The game's, of course, 5 o'clock Pacific time. So the evening gets underway with giveaways, raffle prizes, including VGK authentic items. You also get a pair of tickets for the next Golden Knights home game as well fans wearing any vgk gear will receive free entry all must be 21 or over to uh, get into this but uh, for more information visit vegasgoldenknights.com you have been the circuit stadium swim have you not many times doing cannonballs in the pool i have <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i don't know what you to rate my splash but no it was such a flex honestly every time they show stadium swim on the Does broadcast flex, flex is a good thing okay, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you it's a good thing all right, all right. dave would know yeah i don't know uh, <laughs> No, like, look at that. Like, everyone across the country is tuning into these games and seeing this. It's, you know, one of the Vegas is the coolest city in the world, and why not make the watch parties the coolest in the world? I'll tell you, it was awesome. Um, and I thought ESPN did a great job, too. Game six, right in Dallas, they had the watch party at Circa, yeah. and they did a great job of kind of coming back, showing that. And it's, yeah. you know, and, and teams do it a lot now. Like, a lot of teams will have watch parties in arena now, too. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, they do them elsewhere, but. Boy, you know, for the Golden Knights to be able to, and we've been fortunate now to to kind of spread these around. But you, that, there's nothing more Vegas like watching Stanley Cup final game from St- Circa Stadium swim, seven pools, Crazy. massive screen. Something that we though, when visitors come in and they say, "What's it like living in Vegas?" We're always the first to say, "Hey, you go to the suburbs. It's actually a very family friendly spot. There will also be a game three watch party in downtown Summerlin for it, there you for, go. for any families. You need uh, some people under 21 to get in, but." Yeah. If you're 21 or over, why would you not go to stadium? Yeah, so? exactly right. It's funny you say that, Ashley. You know, people are like, oh, you know, Vegas. What's it? well? It's look, it's real people yeah. with real <laughs> families in real neighborhoods with real lives and real yep. jobs, and that also happen to love their hockey team. Um, the other day, the before game one, right? The, I mean, CNA. Um, practice rink here jammed yeah. jam-packed it's even busy around here today oh my there's God. no practice there's nobody here the city's buzzing it's we're great. here we're here but yep. uh, for better or worse we're here talked about the golden knights and their depth scoring uh yeah. came through again the other night so bruce cassidy asked about this you know especially in their wins they have scored a lot of goals so far this postseason here's what the head coach had to say well the games we've lost we haven't right so there's obviously credit to the other team they, they check well they they work hard to keep pucks out of their net. They have good goaltenders. So um, I just think it's our personnel. They, they've got guys with histories of scoring. And then I think the way that we've balanced the lines that you can't focus on one particular area, right? William Carlson has 10 goals. Their line was a little bit quiet last night. Uh, but Stevie's line got a couple. I mean, Theo was one of them, but they were on the ice. And so I think it's, it's you know, that, that balance in our line that's allowed to do us every night. Um, special teams can help you there. Our power play's been hit or miss. Last night, we got one on the power play and one empty net, so it doesn't, you know, it, but still we found a way to score four goals, which is usually enough to win uh, and has been the case for us uh, when we have. So um, D pitched in last night, two from the decor. We hadn't had a lot early on. Now, you're, you know, Petro had one, I think, just a few games ago, and, if Theo heats up here a little bit, you know, Whitey's got a couple now, a big one in Edmonton, I remember he scored. So the timely goals as well from, from them. There's Bruce Cassidy yesterday at his press conference here at City National Arena. Uh, the Golden Knights actually now, uh, they scored three times in the third period the other night. Um, in the playoffs now, they've averaged, what is it, 3.72-ish goals per game, which is the most they've scored, they've averaged in a playoff year. And I think most encouraging, at least from 
my standpoint, is the way they've scored. Yeah. Years past, they had issues with it. You know, they they have been a tremendous rush team here for years. But go back to the Dallas series in the bubble. Go back to the Montreal series a year later. Those goals dry up, and they've talked about it openly. They had to find a way if they were going to continue to try to press to their ultimate goal to score score goals in different ways. You think Marchessault's goal the other night in tight. Stone's a great reactionary play, but he beats Bobrovsky from 20 feet. They scored from distance on Theodore's goal and on White Cloud's goal, and then Smith with the empty netter. But we have seen that throughout the playoffs. Bruce Cassidy talks about getting to the inside ice, mm-hmm. get to the interior. I, I think there comes a point either you do it or you don't do it. Yeah. And they have made it a a point to do it here as the playoffs have moved on. And it's nice to see it all come full circle because it seemed like that was the biggest frustration Bruce Cassidy had early in the season, really to about the halfway point maybe. I think the second half of the regular season he felt like, you know, they they had really bought into it and they were starting to score different ways, starting to score uh, from being hard on the forecheck, cycling the puck down low, whatever it may be. Uh, But certainly uh, they are scoring in different ways. Uh, And uh, fun fact for you, if they were to score five goals tonight – the last time a team has scored five-plus goals in the first two games of the Stanley Cup final was 2006 Carolina Hurricanes. Won the there Cup you go. That year, yeah. As you know, yep. big year. So yep. Yep. cross your fingers for a five-goal night because that would be pretty cool. And as we've seen, it's not that unheard of for this team at this point, even in the playoffs. You know what I didn't know? And our, our stat man extraordinaire, Ray LaBeouf, yeah. is the best in the business. And he sends out – so a little backstory during the regular season. He's our uh, game day statistician at home. He sits right next to Shane and I in the booth. He's in my oh, yeah. ear and Shane's ear. Makes us sound a lot better and smarter than we are, especially me. And on the road, we even use him now. There's a computer program we use um, that he's able, we're able to communicate throughout the road games. So as the playoffs have gone on, Dan and Gary have continued to use Ray. Why wouldn't you? He's so good at what he does. So, you know, he sends out the packet to all of us, though, his, his game day packet, which today is 44 pages. God love him. It's in, in detail like I would never even yeah. think about. At the top of the packet, and I did not know this, but he would, there's one visiting team in the NHL, one opponent that has never won at T-Mobile Arena. Who do you think it is? The team the Golden Knights are playing in the Stanley Cup Final. I don't believe in jinxes. I don't believe in curses. I walk yeah. under ladders. I don't mind black cats in yeah. my path. Florida Panthers have not had success in this building. Uh, regular season or now, obviously, in the only playoff game they've ever played here. What I what I like about and, and that might not mean much, but it, it means something. It they does, haven't had no success doubt. here. Yeah, um, and teams remember that. Sure, and I think from the Golden Knights standpoint, they have gotten so much better at home over the. Oh yes. Maybe take it from the All Star break forward, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, they had a great start to the season, and you know sometimes that gets lost in the mix. They were thirteen and two out of the gates, and they were good at home. I and mean, you win thirteen of fifteen, straight out, you're doing a lot right. And then they kind of had that middle where it wasn't great, and then they took off after the All Star break. But a lot of that was their improved play on home ice. You know, Bruce Cassidy said at some point, like that, at some point the numbers have to. They have it's, to balance the, out. The scale's yeah. got to balance they itself out. They get tired out. of us asking them, oh, why? I can't what's different them. on the road? Yeah. What's different at home? And yeah. all they, I mean, they say, well, I guess you play a simple road game. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm sure they're glad that, that uh, those scales evened out a bit, too, so yeah. they stop asking them about it. Much, much better. You know, they've had a lot of success against the East this year, against yeah. the Atlantic Division this year. 
Um, Bruce Cassidy, of course, with his many years in Boston, you know they they have their best record against the East that they've had in any season in their history, um, and they've got to hope that that continues um, in this series. Did you take a moment? I tried to maybe during the anthem the other night to look around and be like, "This is insane." It is that insane. here they are in the Cup final again. Just the whole. I don't know. I just keep thinking, Ashley, of all the other markets and all the other teams and that would give anything to have the success this team has had. But I did take a moment during the anthem the other night to try to kind of, you know, you know, because when we're doing the games, you know, you got the anthem going, but, you know, and you're you're certainly paying attention to that. But then your, your mind's kind of split, okay, out of that broadcast-wise. We're going to this, we're going to this. Yeah. You kind of, to be able to kind of stand there and just look around, I was like, man, this is, this is unbelievable. Yeah, you hear the players talking about having to be in the moment and soak yeah. it on in and really be mindful of trying to be present. But I think that goes for everyone. I think that goes for the fans who are taking it in, whether it's their first or second time taking this in, depending uh, on how long they've been here, how long they've been fans. Maybe they didn't make it out to a game the first time yeah. around, whatever it might be. Uh, the staff, uh, the whole city, it's a special thing. Like you said, It's uh, the team really has brought the city together. Uh, it's a special time. I'm very glad that Vegas has home ice advantage in this series so that they could be the ones to kick it off. See, there you go. We hadn't even talked about yes, this. Yes, I'm glad that our people are showing this. Jaw dropping, especially that right there is what I was going to say. Fremont Street, unbelievable. Yeah. Chills so, up and down. They were saying so. This was uh, Friday night, right between eight and nine. The largest takeover of all the billboards, I think ever. It, unity in Vegas yeah. of from you know we're showing it on our social media channels everywhere. The Paris, Fremont Street. Park MGM, everybody, Allegiant Stadium, go right on down the line. Unbelievable uh, that you would – I always tell people this, Ashley, and I, I didn't know it until I moved here. Vegas isn't that big, right? Yeah. It, it's not It's not a big, sprawling – you know, I mean, you've got – what's the strip? Four miles? I think it's six. Six miles. That could be wrong. Not very big, though, Yeah. you know, when you, when you think about it. To see that the other night just – all at once, all for a full hour, how much people are behind this team. Go Knights go. Good luck in the final. Like, And they had said that, that's never – you know, I, I can't tell you anything about the days of UNLV basketball when they were had the dynasty 30 years ago. But to see that the other night was just was just phenomenal how they were able to pull that off. Yeah, it's special. And Dave, this would be a good time to use the vocabulary I taught you. That is would be a flex. Flex. That's that a flex. Was, that was a flex. No question about it. Flex. No cap. <laughs> fax. No printer. Yep. <laughs> I know all the lingo, Ashley, yep, through yep. you and my young nephews and others. I actually take <laughs> notes. So Shane's son, Zayden, yes. who uh, who I love to death, I, I text him, and he'll text me back, in, and I'm, I, I usually give the phone to you or somebody yeah. on it. <laughs> Don't give it to me. I am what, the least cool. What in, language in, is he yeah. speaking? <laughs> So, yeah, that was a heck of a flex the other night yeah. by everyone involved here. Golden Knights gearing up for the second game of the cup final, trying to go up. Two games to none on the Florida Panthers. And as we said, uh, we got one final segment to go here. We're going to talk a little bit more about Florida. Um, Panthers have been in this position, dropping game one of a series. They've been able to respond time and again in the playoffs. Golden Knights are obviously hoping that they can uh, take a two games to none lead to South Florida coming up for game three, which will be on Thursday. But uh, we will get to that and our final segment coming up in a moment on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
All right, Dave and Ashley with you as we uh, get ready for game number two, Stanley Cup final coming up at T-Mobile Arena tonight, just after 5 o'clock local time for puck drop of the second game of the final. As we said, uh, all the festivities at Toshiba Plaza, just what a, what a place to be, the place to be. Where else would you want to be? Starting at 2 o'clock this afternoon, doors to the fortress open up at 3.30, nighttime at 4.30, and a little after 5, face-off for game number two between the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Quick reminder for you, of course, uh, it's it's hard to believe, but football back here going on right now. The Vegas Nighthawks return, second season underway, become a part of the Nighthawks family. Don't miss out on the action of the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Full season membership started just $15 per ticket per game. For more information about tickets, venue, parking, and lots more, check out nighthawksfootball.com. So there you go. Golden Knights and Panthers tonight. Um, so for the Florida Panthers, they had not – first time they'd given up five on the, in a game since game six against Boston round one, and they won that game, right, seven to six. First loss of any kind of the playoffs since game four of their second-round series against Toronto. And they have done well in these scenarios so far in the playoffs, 3-0 and in game twos. All of those wins have come on the road. So, you know, we talk so much about the Golden Knights and how they put themselves in a good spot. Yeah. From the Panthers' standpoint, you don't get to where they're at right now by panicking. I think they realize, and they weren't at their best the other night either, that you would expect them, I think, to bounce back with a much better game tonight. Yeah, I think that's why you had Paul Maurice coming in the press conference room and telling the media to just breathe with his uh, (laughs) (laughs) feeling that everyone else was more panicked than him and his group. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's definitely important for Vegas to not take this as an opportunity to sit back. No one gets to – whether you're talking about Florida or anyone else, no one gets to this point uh, without having composure. Um, And that's – composure is a word that's going to be important for Vegas too because they – were very good at handling uh, the Florida Panthers' physicality, the the after the whistle stuff, but that stuff can wear on you as the series goes on. So, yeah. uh, on both sides, I think composure is kind of the key word. Are the guys wearing the t-shirts? It hurts to win. Bruce Cassidy's quote: "It hurts to win." I think they've got. They some, have, right? yep. yeah, they yeah. Should, they should make those available for the people. They, sh- I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think those would be uh, not that they don't have enough stuff. They're selling yeah. right, literally below where we're sitting here at the. Uh, at the Arsenal. You've got the How About Those Vegas Golden Knights yeah. t-shirts. Yeah, those this, are good this, ones. This you got one the, here, the, the Elvis the El- one. Yeah, the situation with the glasses. The way, yeah, it's, it's pretty yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, there, notice that. Okay. Yeah, I like that it hurts to win t-shirts yeah, that they're yeah. all wearing, though. Yeah, I, I think everyone really likes that. They clearly yeah. all really buy into it, whether it's blocking a shot, taking a hit to make a play, whatever it might be. They, uh, they seem all in on that. So we're going to hear from Alex Petrangelo. He's asked about the Panthers, their forwards, do they present a different challenge than what they've faced here so far in the playoffs? Here's number seven. Well, they're going to come hard. They got some guys that are going to be physical. We know that. I think um, our group collectively on the back end can, can stand that. I think that our size can uh, can handle that. But, you know, Dallas came hard too. You know, Edmonton came hard. Winnipeg came hard. So I think for us as a group, we're prepared for that. I feel like we've, we've been through that. You know, to get to this point, I think the big thing and the big conversation is they got some guys that are pretty creative down below the goal line. So it's for us is trying to transport that puck, you know, get it moving as fast as possible because they play pretty aggressively as a group of five. It's Alex Petrangelo, who has obviously been here before, winning a Stanley Cup with the St. Louis Blues in 2019 against, at that time, Bruce Cassidy's 
Boston Bruins. Uh, they do have some guys up front, Ashley, that can be a load to handle. You mentioned Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk's a big one. Alexander Barkov. You know, Petrangelo's point is they're real creative down low, especially below the goal line. Shane was saying the other night, um, and they love to work pucks low to high, point shots, traffic to the net. Um, but, you know, it's been talked about a lot, but it's worth repeating. The Golden Knights defense core of six, and you, you chatted with Zach Whitecloud yesterday in a, a nice one-on-one. Um, you know, they're all right. They're the third pair, I guess. But, boy, you know, and he I, his answers are always great, thorough. Him and Nick Hague, they, whatever the team needs to help us win. Yep, they pride Skill themselves penalties. on being reliable. Yep, whatever yep. it is. Was it Marty St. Louis in Montreal early in the season who called them the best bottom pair in the National Hockey League? That I think that's who right. it was, and it was pretty early in the season. I mean, we've known, um, you know, how good they are. We've seen them grow just as the last couple seasons have gone on. But, man, has it been a difference in this playoffs. And yeah. it's also been entertaining and fun for me to watch Nick Hague, whether it's him asserting himself physically. or I feel like he's doing something to get under the other team's skin really well because you, you got the Darnell Nurse situation. You had him kind of, you know, laughing and giving the thumbs up to Max Domi last round and, you know, last game taking a couple licks to the face yeah. and just laughing literally laughing about it it's been it's been fun to watch uh, whether you're talking about Zach Whitecloud's maturity on and off the ice or you know the way the way Nick Higgs been getting involved there's a shot of it yeah we're showing on our uh, Twitter street yeah, yeah Bennett popping him in the chops my favorite I, I, I'm with it. I think the Domi one where he gave him the thumbs up and told him good job yeah <laughs> As he was getting kicked out of the game, yep. Was uh, but we're showing it here. He's in a kind of in a chokehold. Is Nick Hague? Uh, Mark Stahl's got him, and then Bennett yeah. took a pop at him. Kachuk's in the middle of it. Yeah, you know things kind of got. And that's the other part of it too. Look, you know the Panthers play that game. They're on the edge, right? Yeah. They, they come pretty hard at you from a from a physical standpoint. Um, but I, I think the Golden Knights' ability and Petrangelo touched on this. Like they. I don't know. They've been through this. I mean, yeah. go back to the Edmonton series. I mean, they ran Petrangelo every chance they could get. The Edmonton series got got pretty nasty. It did. I didn't think the Dallas one ever – it didn't get, like, over the line. Yeah. Um, we'll see where this one goes. It's only one game into it. Bruce Cassidy always uses the phrase, it heats up. Each series heats up as it goes on. But um, I, I don't think the Golden Knights are phased by that too much. And – you know, and discipline's going to be an enormous part of this. Yeah. Enormous part of it. You know, the the last thing anyone wants to do is you take a needless penalty and then, you know, and then team scores on the power play. Right. Either way, um, that's not that's not what you're looking for either. But I do come back to, actually, they, they, they've had guys that have been through this before, guys that have won cups. Is, is Eric Stahl the only, pretty sure, is he the only guy in, Carol, in Florida that's won it, won it with Carolina, yep. your aforementioned yep. 06 cup. So, you know, from the from the Golden Knights standpoint, um, guys like Petrangelo, guys like Martinez, uh, guy like Barbashev, right? Yeah. Stevenson. Steve, Stevenson was on the other side in 2018, but among others, you know, Kessel. You know, Jonathan Quick. Don't don't discount what he's meant to Aiden Hill. Yeah, I think he's been. You know, I chatted with Quick just a couple minutes yesterday, and you know, and, and to his credit, he tries to downplay it. He goes, you know, look, we've got a lot of guys that have won it or have been in a final. And that's uh, I love that approach from him, but I think his ability. He said he try if it's going well with Hill, he tries to stay away. Yeah, 
Wait until it's if it ain't fixed, don't right. broke it. Yeah. Don't break it. Yeah. It's not broke, don't fix it, man. Yes. Can't talk. Same thing though. Phil yeah. Kessel too. Um, yeah, same uh, deal. Overheard him. I was at elevator with uh, him and Michael Amadio after Michael Amadio's first game of last series when he was put yeah. back in, and Phil was just checking in on him. How did it go? The leadership in the room all over not only the leaders but the way that everyone who hasn't been there truly listens and values their opinion it's taken this team a long way and hopefully takes them all the way dave what a time of year stanley cup final in vegas once again game two of course tonight at the fortress between the golden knights and the florida panthers gates open at 3 30 the plaza two o'clock get down there early get there early stay late Soak it all in as the Golden Knights try to take a two-games-to-none lead in the Stanley Cup Final. You can listen to it right here, 98.9 FM with Dan and Gary. Our thanks to Floyd and Songy and Jared. For Ashley, I'm Dave. Enjoy Game 2, Stanley Cup Final, Golden Knights and Panthers. Talk to you next time at Fox Sports Las Vegas.